Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Hey, hey. What's up? It's your main man, Bennett, here with Ariel. Hi, everyone. We're here for another great installment of your new favorite show. Oh, that's right, baby. The All About It podcast. What's going on? Hey, hey. Well, you know what? Today is a very great day. It's one of the best days because, you know, it's it's always a great day. <laughs> but, my dear, why don't you tell oh. these people out there, all these beautiful listeners, what's today's episode all about? It's all about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Not to be mistaken with a few of our favorite things. Three meals a day is the state uh, requirement for food intake uh, based on... Or so we've been told. Based on uh, elementary school. <laughs> you know? So breakfast, lunch, and dinner... Come is get your little quart of chocolate milk. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do for breakfast? You got to figure it out. Yeah. And then guess what? You're not done there. You got to figure out lunch. You got to figure out, you got to sack lunch, got a little pack lunch, a little, little snack pack, maybe a banana. Then, yeah, then guess what? You don't stop. <laughs> then you're not done. You're still not done because you got dinner coming coming down after that later. Yeah. So it's like every day you got three like required food adventures you have to go on basically. Three a day. There's seven days a week. That's 21 meals in a week. There's four weeks in a year. I can't do the math. What is that? 84 meals a month wow adds up pretty quick don't it well that makes one of us (laughs) so what's a typical day for one ariel vey in the world of breakfast lunch and dinner what's throw it over here don't give me don't give me uh like your ideal situation give me your real situation the real situation you know what's what is the most common normal day ingestion look like and we're including liquids well yeah yeah that's part of it okay so i wake up and i want to eat what time you wake up usually i would say on average seven seven a.m maybe six forty-five. on a good day there but go. the first thing i do is have water because all i want to do is have coffee so the first thing that has to go in is some water so you just like slam yeah cold water room yeah temperature room temp that's been sitting on the nightstand or I'll get a freshie and that's probably cold and then I'll have approximately one coffee with coconut creamer that's flavored deliciously so do you go and buy like Starbucks or you do like the K-cups or you do the French press French press yeah French press yeah that's the way to do it yeah it's more sustainable it's it's better for the planet yeah you know, tastes better too. Tastes better. Gives you a big buzz. Yeah. Gives you a nice big buzz. Hello. Mama so nudes. <laughs> you get up at seven. That means by eight o'clock you've had your you've had some liquids. I'm buzzing. You're buzzing. Well, no food yet. No, I I need to eat immediately. So typically I'll like I'll do my little skincare routine, have my coffee, and then either so I'm be, I'm be, straddling between two right now. It's zero percent fat Greek yogurt. Vanilla flavored from Trader Joe's. I think I said that right. There's a lot of factors into that one. But it's one with a lot of protein and very little sugar. So I can get my workout on. And I should probably have protein after my workout. But, you know, who doesn't do stuff backwards? Berries, Kashi, Goline, maybe a little bit of peanut butter sometimes. Mix that all up. That's my be fast most days. Other days, when I want to get fancy, it's avocado toast with a fried egg and everything bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. 
Wow, those both sound pretty good. Yeah. So some sort of yogurt fruit dish. Yeah. With a Kashi Go Lean cereal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've tried a lot of like granola type cereal. And this is my favorite. Love, I love some granola. Yeah. I, some granola. I use very little because it's a lot. But, uh, you know, it works. It works for me. And then I go, I go burn it off. I usually do some sort of like half hour to hour workout routine and then now we're on to the lunch then you're on to your which i'm really now. bad at i'm really bad at lunch so lunch is probably the meal you skip the most yeah usually after the workout i'll have like a handful of almonds and uh maybe some sort of like string cheese or piece of fruit to to go with it and then i'm really bad at having lunch i'll typically just like snack i'll have like cuties or just not it's not great not a good look but if I do have lunch, I like a good salad. I like a good sandwich. I like a good leftover dinner situation. You know what I'm saying? So, give or take, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, typical day. Breakfast is either A, avocado toast yep. and a fried egg. Sounds good. That's Wish right. I That's right. that in front of me right now. Some sort of parfait-like situation. Hmm. And then for lunch is nothing, sounds like. Mm. Most of the time, yeah. Maybe. Little snacks here and there. Lunch is a handful of almonds. And probably like a small orange. <laughs> and a small orange, maybe half an apple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some sort of che- light cheese. Moving right along to the main. Din din. Dinner. Well, should we tell them what we've been doing lately? What the, we... the new favorite protein. What's that? Chicken thighs. Oh, sure. You've oh, been yeah. loving making me some chicken thighs. You know, yeah. Chicken thighs have come into my life in a profound way. Wow. And um, I'm just never going back. Yeah. There, you, you get bigger bang for your buck with the with the thigh meat. Yeah. You get so much flavor. I mean, I could go on and, and on. And they're this, really hard to mess up. This could be all about, all about thigh meat. Oh, God. <laughs> because I'm a big proponent. Some people are turned off. And I know I was when I was a kid. The dark meat can scare you. Dark meat can scare you. I don't even sometimes. think of it as dark meat anymore. Well, you start getting those chicken thighs in, in your life, it can, it'll change it. Anyway, it'll change it. Usually for dinner, we'll do some sort of protein, vegetable, chicken thighs that you made in the oven, and they've got some sort of like what do you season? I don't make them. You do. What do you I mean, season that's, them with? That's proprietary. Yeah. I can't. You know, a magician doesn't reveal his. Uh, <laughs> Come on. He doesn't do that. <laughs> You know, I take the seasonings that we have mm-hmm. and I'm very aggressive okay. with them. And then my, my little secret twist is uh, thyme flowers. I Got enjoy, it. Uh, that's my Gordon Ramsay flickadorist with the <laughs> thyme flowers. So put some of those on there. Maybe some sort of citrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put the salt and the pepper, the garlic. Think that's, per- that's it. Yeah. You, know, you don't have Keep to go crazy. You don't have to go crazy. I think the real trick is the utilization of parchment paper when you're baking stuff in the oven. Yeah. That's that's the game changer for me in the past couple of years. Is we love a good sheet of parchment. Love parchment paper. It's good for, it, it just helps with the cleanup. It creates a better, I think, a better crust mm-hmm. on your situation. And it's not going to stick. Yeah. D- you know, tin foil, no foil. Mm-hmm. Your meat might stick. Now we're on, now this is like a typical day. Mm-hmm. So normal average kind of day cooking for yourself got breakfast we got the lunch the lunch like we said uh, what just a handful of almonds 
maybe the boring and not great (laughs) okay occasionally the fun sandwich yeah which we might split yeah that's it that happens that happens we got some places around here got great sandwiches yeah and they're like really cheap fraser farms does a great sandwich we got this thing called the red and white market here in oceanside they got a couple markets it's like five six bucks for a giant sandwich as big as your head get whatever you want on it yeah I challenge you to eat the whole thing in Split one sitting. Split that baby up. Deal with it. You're full. So now we're talking dinner now. Mm-hmm. Got the breakfast. We did the, we did the okay, lunch. Okay, so. Now, now what is your, like, right. what, what's your go-to common, normal, dare I say even boring okay. dinner that you got going on? I love a good baked salmon. Salmon. With lemon. It's so good. You bake salmon very well. I am the cook. Yeah. In the family. Well, especially with meats yeah. and fish, you're pretty good at it. Thank you. So I'll have my salmon with broccoli and maybe that, ooh, that um, that kale slaw from Trader Joe's, that, that pre-salad pack. So you like a pre-made salad pack. Yes. A, a nice it's filet so of fish, mm-hmm. preferably salmon. Yeah. And uh, broccoli. Some sort of veg. You do broccoli well too. Broccolini. Yeah. Broccoli florets. We like sweet potatoes. Yeah. The broccoli will be boiled. Brussels sprout. And then a little bit. Green bean. A little bit of butter. I add butter to probably too many things. I've been cutting back the past few years. I'd say I used to use a lot of butter in my yeah. cooking. In, I found excuses to use butter any chance I could. Right. And now I'm. I'm much more reserved because a little bit does go a long way. Yes, it does. So, so now that I've uh, delved into my uh, eating habits, how thank about you. you? Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, courtesy of Ariel. Thank you. We appreciate it. And the Mr. Roberts. So, usually on average, you know, three, four days a week, probably not having breakfast. Probably just waking oh. up. Drinking water, maybe having a smoothie. Like I have these smoothie drinks, might get down on that. Chobani. Maybe I, I, if I'm getting really adventurous, get uh, some granola cereal. Uh, never oatmeal. Yeah. Never oatmeal. Get that oatmeal out of. Get it out. I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. So no mm. oatmeal. Maybe a banana. Like a good banana. But the reality is probably nothing. Probably not having yeah. anything for breakfast. Just uh, liquids and uh, and that's it. Yeah, your girl is eating <laughs> breakfast solo. I lived my life. The majority of my life, I had a heavy breakfast. I, I Really? Oh, yeah. I ate heavy breakfasts a lot. And when I say heavy breakfast, like a lumberjack style, like Denny's breakfast that comes to Do my mind. Do you think that's why you don't like breakfast now that much? Or you just don't have an appetite in the morning now? Little, little of both. But let, we'll get to that later. I want to hear about so, your lunch. So, I want to hear about lunch. Yeah. So basically, nothing for breakfast for the most part. Occasionally, maybe some scrambled egg. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, maybe some toast. But usually not. Okay, moving on. Come to lunch. And you, and you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a big lunch guy. Yeah. I, when, I, when I was working a nine-to-five job... Lunch was like my favorite thing in the freaking world. Why? Because I could break away. I had like could eat. What would you have? I'd always like it was always I, I found it fun packing a lunch. I didn't I didn't 
you know, I didn't dislike it. I don't remember anything. (laughs) I would try and make make homemade sandwiches. Mm -hmm. So I'd get some good bread, get some deli meat, Mm -hmm. you know, dress it up with whatever I got. Maybe some hummus. The goop. Red onion, something. You know, put it all together. Avocado. Eat that sandwich up. I'd love it. I have some sort of crunchy snack to go along with it. Maybe some almonds. Maybe a, a trail mix. I, I would pack a lunch that I wish I got when I was like a kid. Mm. I was like, I'd be so excited to eat any of it, all of it. Um, but that was when I worked a nine to five job and had lunch breaks. Now that I'm, you know, not not here in that, all the time. Not in that current situation. Um. Yeah, don't eat a whole lot of lunches either. Yeah, Amen. welcome to the working from home life where you walk into the kitchen every 50 minutes and it's still the same stuff in the pantry. Yeah, I uh, I don't really eat a whole lot of lunches. Yeah, I also, we don't. don't. We, I don't like to go out to eat for lunch. Mm-mm. I, uh, I kind of just snack on what we got at arm's reach. So maybe like some pineapple, maybe right. uh, a bite of leftovers. Right. It's it's pretty we're on par with light. our lunch habits it's pretty light yeah so if you're if you're like me you don't really get down on a big breakfast and you get down on even you know little little lunch you're game on for dinner yeah i usually start plotting my dinner pretty early yep and uh, i would be starving if i was you yeah, I, don't really, I would be like doubled over in pain if i waited that long i don't remember the last time i was hungry that's so crazy i just don't don't you know doesn't really cross my mind my body just like goes into some sort of like depression not depression it's like a physical like i i need my nutrients yeah (laughs) i yeah i might be special hey if you're out there and you're you're like me um it's probably not a healthy way to be you've probably just trained your body to do things that way i i i used to eat breakfast all the time heavy duty breakfast we're talking fried eggs Toast with butter, uh, some sort of potato hash brown situation, mm. and then we got some meat like a bacon or a mm. sausage, and we're talking like the plate is overflowing with volume too. And I'm not I'm not going out to the freaking salt mines. I don't need. I don't. What am I doing? I don't need this kind of carb situation in the morning. I'm literally going to do nothing with my my day. Except yeah. At the time, maybe go to class, or. I don't even know. I want to hear about your dinner situation. All right. So dinner in your world right now, what do you picture? What comes to mind? So if you were coming over for dinner, dear listener, if you're coming over to dinner at Bennett's house, you're probably going to get chicken thighs. Yeah. Now, if you're lately, if you're a vegetarian, I can, I can swerve to that. I can, I can do some stuffed peppers. That'll blow your mind. Some vegetarian stuffed peppers that, that are great, but stuffed peppers are huge. Chicken thighs are huge, and some sort of fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind picking backing off of off of your thing because I I do believe in the the health benefits of eating fish, and I can't afford to eat sushi all the time. Otherwise, yeah. I'd probably be love sushi. Would love to eat that more often. But um, here in the house, I cook myself up some chicken thighs with what? Uh, very simple. Very very simple. You get the chicken thighs. You need to pat them dry. You don't want a you know a slimy thigh. You know you want a nice Ew. dry thigh. <laughs> Thank you. Put it on some parchment paper. Parchment paper is important. You know, high level understanding of when you're baking stuff. Parchment paper is just a a necessity. 
So you got the chicken thighs, you got to dry them off, you put them on the parchment paper, you maybe put a, just a couple drops of the olive oil, but really you just got mm. a liberal seasoning. Salt and pepper, garlic powder, and then my little my little flip, my little twist is uh, thyme flowers. Mm-hmm. Put some thyme flowers on them, yeah. Yeah. And a little drizzle of some acid, like a, like a lemon. Yeah. Put a little lemon on there. And it'll blow your mind. It's been you great. Can, you can do anything. Chop it up, put it in a salad. Eat it by itself. It goes with And it's hard to mess anything. up. Put it, in a, put it on a sandwich. It was, it's great in the moment. It's great cold. Good leftovers. Great good, value. Good meal planning. And then, yeah, you go to a place like a Winco or a Costco, and you will get loaded up mm-hmm. with uh, more than you could possibly eat. You'll probably throw some away. But you go to a regular grocery store, you're, you're not going to get the same value. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, what are you eating? What accompanies your chicken thigh situation? Vegetables, something green. What's your favorite vegetable? I'm in a round robin debate with myself. Round robin? Between the Brussels sprouts, (laughs) green beans, and broccoli. Broccoli was always number one with a bullet, but green beans and Brussels sprouts have gained so much leeway Mm -hmm. that i kind of i'm kind of bored with broccoli i think the next frontier is getting into the cauliflower game i'm not familiar with the cauliflower game i think that's on the horizon for me these are the things that i think about late at night when i can't sleep what what i have to be looking forward to is maybe eventually liking cauliflower so there you go yeah (laughs) you know i can't help but think why do we feel like there have to be three meals a day? I Why? Know. I'm so caught up in like the brainwashing element of well, life. I will say, I'm going to throw that a bone really quick and say that I use my food in the morning to work out and then putting protein back in afterwards is a good thing. But that timing can be whenever. It doesn't have to be breakfast, workout, and then post-workout. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? It's also a cultural thing yeah. in America to view breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a very certain light. To, oh, and, yeah. And the kinds of food you eat kind of dictate the rest of your day. And then it kind of shapes your whole life. Like we were saying, if you eat those three meals a day throughout the whole week, that's 21 meals, mm-hmm. ideally, in a week, right? I'm not very good at math. I'm doing off the top of my head, so... Even basic arithmetic is. is, is You're looking at me like I know the answer. So then there's, yeah, four four weeks a month. We're now looking at what, 21 and 48? Yeah. 47, 44. Yeah. I think that's wrong. Pretty. 80. It's 80 something meals a month. You lost me. I'm sorry. You lost me 10 minutes ago. Look, that's a lot of food. It's a lot of stuff. And you got to plan it out and figure it out. And if you don't, like many people do, and hey, you might be busy. Have you ever been busy and you're like, <laughs> I don't feel like cooking something? No, I just don't make it a priority. Or, or, you, or you're like, you know what? I'll eat food tomorrow. tomorrow so, or today didn't work out. So tomorrow I'll give it another shot. Or just like sacrificing a solid meal for some sort of bar, oh, which if, I don't like doing. If you're a but... parent, you're going to eat what your kids eat too. That's like the other thing is, and some kids don't want Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and, you know, green beans and things like that, which are you know delicious and amazing and nutritious and all that good stuff some kids are picky eaters i know i was you know shout yeah. out to the picky eaters out there not me you need to grow up <laughs> start eating some stuff don't don't handicap your own you know oh, diet because you're, you're you're afraid of uh what kind of nice food might be out well, there well yeah you didn't have an avocado until you were like 21 pretty much so pretty much i'm i'm a little ashamed of it. I'm embarrassed for sure <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. About our three meals a day. 
what is like if you could come up with the worst breakfast situation like if you're out to breakfast and it's typically when we're hanging out with people that are from out of town I already know the answer to this or we're on vacation like what is your biggest turnoff in a breakfast dish have you ever seen pictures and I've never actually had this but have you ever seen pictures of a classic English breakfast is it like beans on toast they got beans on toast I'm not gonna lie I kind of want to try that I just like, it's strange because what sounds really good for breakfast some days, like a big old pile of pancakes, Mm -hmm. waffles with syrup, maybe like the whole chicken and waffle thing has kind of come up. Like there's a lot of things that sometimes they sound great, but at 7 a.m. they don't sound so great. Yeah. We're recording this in the early afternoon, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah. But like a big pile of pancakes and bacon and hash browns that are... The right kind of, I mean, hey, there's a spectrum out there on hash browns. We can get into a debate oh on that. Oh, my God. But you look at all this stuff, and some of it sounds great, but some mornings you're just like, I'm not I'm not into that. Like, have you ever been hungover? Oh, uh, you know, and you've been, you've been drinking. But you wake up the next day, and you're, like, starving for something like a big old, like a breakfast burrito, or you want that, you want that salty big meal yeah the other day yeah the other day i was a little (laughs) and i wanted to go to our little spot in our neighborhood you would you would get hungover because you drink like three times a year yeah so so we go down we go down to our little our little cafe and i really 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 wanted an acai bowl with like granola and bananas and coconut that's you acting out which is me like having a treat for breakfast Wow. No guilt, though. God, yeah. no. Well, so good. good, good <laughs> so worth good it. Acai bowl. Jeez. That's great. But their acai bowls are like candy. Yeah. They're not They're not the, uh, the, the typical health beneficial acai bowl. It's like eating a, uh, what do you call the ice cream that's kind of like fruity? Like a sorbet. A little bit. Like a sherbet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Sherbet. Kind of. Rainbow sherbet. So... Yeah, so uh, the English breakfast for sure is like a big turnoff because I don't want beans in the morning. There's nothing you can do that's going to make me go like, oh, oh yeah, that's something I need is beans and eggs in the morning. Like, <laughs> no. Who told you that was a good idea? It's a bad idea. Sounds like a great idea to I mean, me. I'm not into it. I want to try I'm it. Into it. We'll do a poll. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out poll. who out there is like, oh, beans and eggs. Sounds like the best breakfast situation. But or out you... there it's like, no, get that the hell out of, get out of my house. Uh, Get the heck out of my house. Okay. If you grew up with that <laughs> from like toddler age. Oh, sure. You'd probably be all about it. Well, yeah, because I grew up with sausage, mm-hmm. eggs, toast. So when you were like a small child, your parents would make you that breakfast every day? Or was it a weekend thing? The weekends. Oh, okay. The weekends during the week. Cereal. Cereal. Same. Yeah. Cereal. Yeah. All-time favorite cereal. What is it? Probably either. Okay, let me think about this for a second. There was a cereal called Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Oh God! And it was literally Rice Krispie treats just broken up into a box. That shouldn't have been allowed to be sold. So between kids, the ages awful. of like I don't know, five and eight, it was around. It's not around anymore. Can you guess why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome. Love a good was there, so lucky was that charm. A, was that a cereal? Your parents would get that. Oh, we probably got it like four times because we were a household that had 
no white bread ever. The, the closest thing to white bread I remember was having English muffins and these focaccia rounds that my mom would get at Costco and oh, she would man. make them into onion bread. Oof. Like she would saute like white or yellow onions and they would get all caramelized. Carol, we need the recipe, please. And then she would mix it with something and then put it on top of focaccia and then put it in the oven and it was like oh my god yeah, mom, I'll, eat, I'll, I'll eat that any, mom. Any, any day of the week any meal <laughs> we of the day we can't find that bread anymore though day of the week meal of the day i'll uh, i'll have that how that bread came at that time we just can't i don't know why it's we got to find a like a special we used to eat a lot of rye bread and sourdough bread that we don't really eat i grew up on wheat bread so i just always do that now yeah Thanks, my mom. my favorite Love cereal it. growing up is actually my favorite cereal now. And it's Frosted Mini Wheats. Those are a good one too. I've never I've never not loved fro- great. a good Frosted Mini Wheat cereal, you know, that's just We have some right now actually. Yeah, that's my jam. That's mm-hmm. my jam always has been. I dived into the the uh, Cookie Crisp Count Chocula. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is great. Captain Crunch. I felt like... What were the... um Rice Krispies. Not the, Honeycomb, but what were the little waffle cereals? The little waffles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Golden... No, not Golden Grams. Those gave me a headache. The little waffle cereal. Maybe we'll do... I'll do a poll on my story and we'll ask like if anyone knows about the waffle cereal. Because it was like maple, but it was sweet and it was one of those like... You got Weird me. characters. You got me. I'm gonna find it. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a poll and find out the ultimate cereal. Yeah, what love a good lucky cereal? charm. I've got some weird cereals right now, by the way. If you're out there paying attention to the cereal market, if you're like me, again, you know, late at night, you need something to do to help you go to sleep. Just do some research on what kind of cereals are out there now. It's also like seven dollars for a small box of cereal. Like who's who's managing this process? <laughs> who's like, up at General Mills? <laughs> going like, yeah, let's pull one over on these people. Let's get a box of like re like freeze-dried marshmallows and like sell them at eight dollars a box isn't that lucky charms yeah it's like what do you like i like that though yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know i used to just pick out the marshmallows and eat those it's same yeah there there you go so your heinous breakfast is beans on toast yeah get that away from me i don't want anything to do with that i need to tell you mine i need to get it out of my head i always thought pigs in a blanket was kind of weird too but i've I've we'll get to to that. that we'll get to that you know quiche quiche yeah the egg dish not into it and i am not a picky eater like i will literally try anything if you put something in front of me i'll probably eat it quiche to me is like why <laughs> i get you it's I like get you. layered scrambled eggs that are kind of dry and then some sort of like just like chive thrown in and i don't understand well there's all kinds of quiches i think you need yeah. to give quiches a try someone no. needs to make me a really good quiche well i think actually you've had a quiche and didn't even know it was a quiche mm, and that your, sure I did. your mother makes a christmas that's a casserole casserole there's a difference you know what it's borderline quiche territory no nope, i don't agree it's baked eggs it's baked not eggs. the same it's baked eggs you mix it all up you put, in, you put it in the oven i mean do you want to talk about that casserole? Agree to disagree. We can talk about it. This is a You love Here's the thing. That this casserole. is this is what's so great about food. And it might seem silly. It I think it's mm-hmm. the smell, the taste, it's in the sight of it. It connects to you in a really really personal, profound way. Or at least it can if you let it. So I always think about the food 
that you have now that like takes you back to when you were a kid. Yeah. And some of those dishes that like your mom would make or that, yeah. you know, my parents would make. It's like you can't even, you can remember it being great. You can almost, you can almost remember the flavor, but you can't even really remember like how they made it. Let's move on to gross lunch. What would you not want to have? <laughs> gross lunch. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny about, I'll tell you what a gross lunch is for me. Granted, like I said, don't eat a lot of breakfast. My, my gross breakfast was something I don't even eat. Which makes sense because I think it's gross. But a gross lunch for me is actually like, like I'll get a big sandwich from a place or I'll make myself a sandwich. And I'll like the first bite is great. Second bite, still into it. Third bite, okay. You know, we're, we're, it, we're getting into this sandwich now. Fourth, fifth bite, okay, yeah. But I, for some reason, maybe I'm just an idiot. But my sandwich, <laughs> like when there's a handful of bites left, it starts to like just disintegrate my hands yeah and it's like falling apart and i i rarely can complete a full sandwich i get about 90 percent of the way before it's like just a piece of bread and it's all just like falling on my lap and i'm not gonna you know what am i, what am I gonna do with that who's, I don't gonna, know what to do. who's gonna clean that up i don't know not me I'm not, i don't have a dog to sweep it under the under the table so my my ideal lunch is probably a nice deli sandwich nice bread and then about 90 percent of the way through it it's now my worst favorite lunch because it's now like a salad that's like yeah all the contents have fallen out yeah or something really heavy i'm not into the Me heavy either. food during in the middle of the day get out of here i'm not into something heavy you know some like it's kind of like day drinking and then you regret it when you get home because you can't really do anything hey, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves <laughs> <laughs> like, so i got a question for you now Mm-hmm. In your recent years on this planet Earth, what has been your best breakfast experience out as of the past few years here in Oceanside or Carlsbad or San Diego? That's really hard because I don't go out for breakfast in mm-hmm. this area. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen. Okay, let's let's when twist I go- it to brunch maybe. A brunch type it can also be in Washington where we grew up. All right. But it, ha- go- it has to be kind of recent so that people can maybe go there okay. by recommendation. So for the people that live in or around North County, San Diego, your main man Bennett has a spot that he adores. It's called Campfire. It's in the city of Carlsbad. If you haven't been, you should go check it out. They do a lot of stuff. But they got this dish called the Cheesy Eggs. It's, it's like eggs that are cheesy. Yes. Um. They're simple. They're great. So I'd pick that. But to be fair, don't really get breakfast down here in California. When I get right. breakfast, uh, it's tradition. We're with our friends Sheehan and Mackenzie, people that we we really like. They live up in Washington right now. And so we go and visit them. And the two best breakfasts I've ever had in the past like 10 years have been with them. Same. One was in Seattle at a pl- place called Toulouse Petite. I'm probably mm-hmm. not pronouncing. No, I think that's right. Correctly, it's in Lower Queen Anne. Yeah, it's like a Creole Louisiana so style, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot. You know, shrimp and grits Great and cocktails. all that stuff. Yeah, it's super cool, worth the wait. And I got this uh, like a chicken biscuit dish there with like gravy. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And then we were in Vancouver, Victoria, oh, yeah, Victoria, Victoria, BC. British Columbia. Which, yeah. by the way probably one of the most underrated travel destinations I've ever been to in my life. You go there and you're going to have a good time. 
It's a beautiful city. Yeah. It, a lot of culture. And lot we were of there history. in the winter. People so. are super nice. Yeah. Going in the winter is a little chilly, but yeah. yeah Victoria, BC. Shout out to the Victoria, BC. <laughs> we went to a re- restaurant there called Jam. Oh, wow. Long, long wait, which usually means it's going to have good food. And I yeah. got another chicken biscuit with gravy situation. I'm an easy guy. Just a normal guy. The bite of that dish that I had that was yours was one of the best breakfast bites I've ever had in my life. Well, here's the thing. That everyone's, was so good. Everyone's getting all crazy about chicken and waffles. It's like, yeah, chicken and waffles are fine. But have you ever had chicken with biscuits and gravy? It's, it's like, so good. You put that, put, just put that thought in your brain. And you go, wait a minute. That's clearly going to be better. And it is better. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Waffles. Nothing you can do about it. You can have all the waffles and all the maple syrup in the world. You Pound for pound. You're not going to go toe to toe with biscuits and gravy. Not on my watch. Yeah, biscuits and gravy are kind Not of... Not on my watch. Kind of a family favorite for us. Yeah, we're a biscuits and gravy family for Yeah, sure. we but love them. But then again, these are things like, we don't eat this stuff. It never yeah. happens. It's more of like a thought in our head that we eat. Yeah. We eat the thought. Because <laughs> I can't... The last time I had biscuits and gravy was months ago, and before then it was about a year before that. Before then it was it's just... Yeah. God, it's good though. I God. also... I also do love a good campfire brunch, I will say. And they'll treat you right there. And they Great do like there. seasonal tartines. It's a tartine. That's what it's called, right? Tartine. Yeah. So it's like toasted, bread. like toasted grape bread. What what kind of bread even is that? I have no idea. No idea. It's so good. So we're going to skip favorite lunches because I feel like they just kind of fall short altogether. Well, here's the thing about favorite lunches. I'll, I'll go right out and say it. We're a Shake Shack family. Oh, We've mentioned it before. are we putting that in the lunch category, though? I suppose so. It's suppose lunch so. or dinner. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So In-N-Out's right up the street. We love In-N-Out. We're from California. Shout out to the In-N-Out people yeah, out there. Yeah, I just want to say really quick, just because we love Shake Shack more doesn't take away from no, what we love about In-N-Out. Not at all. They're completely different products. They're great establishments. They're basically, they're completely different. They're not even, they're not even burger comparisons. They're completely different products. Yeah, totally, totally different. different. Totally different products. Totally different Totally different product. <laughs> totally different. Okay, so what do we love about Shake Shack? Let's get into it. Oh my God. This episode could have been all about Shake Shack, I guys. Know. Just to let you know. Just, we're so obsessed. I'm sorry they, in advance. Uh, step one, they serve alcohol. That immediately makes me <laughs> pause to cause. The stock goes up. <laughs> two, burger is very tasty on a gluten-free bun. So Potato if you have, bun. If you have some issues with gluten, then now you don't. So you're welcome. <laughs> so moving on, then they they got the crinkle cut fries. They do a good job with that. Look, we don't need to. We don't. Someone could just Google it and look at this stuff. You can just look at how good it is. The thickness of their pickles. I just I know that's random, but this whole dear episode God. is turning into a commercial for Campfire and Shake Shack. And you know what? Guess what? <laughs> we just we're like passionate. It. <laughs> we're passionate about these uh, the people and the, the locations. And the chicken sandwich at Shake Shack is. Definitely worth a try. Chick-fil-A, you got to step your game up. Yeah, what the hell is going Chick-fil-A, on there? Chick-fil-A, you've been around forever. Shake Shack comes up with a chicken sandwich like overnight. And all of a sudden, it's like, you're, go- you're going out of business, lady. You're going out lady. of business, lady. You need to step your game up. Yeah. Period. End of transaction. Yeah. Moving on, though. What do we love about In-N-Out? Just really quick. We have, t- we have time to talk about In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Quality of ingredients, price point, fresh ingredients, accessibility. There's an in and out in like every town in California. It feels like yeah. they're everywhere. So 
for those reasons. And then also the their, the way they treat their employees, I got a big respect for them in general. I knew a couple of people that worked for their Me too. establishment. Great people. Great. They treat you right. Family owned. So what are you going to do? You know, it's, yeah. it's good stuff, but they don't serve beer. Mm. You know, you can't get bacon on it. You know, yeah. they're kind of, it's a little limited. A little limited. But some people like that. They don't want to have to choose. That's the other thing. It's simple. It's fresh. I mean, what else is there? I can't talk about burgers and not mention that here in the city of Oceanside, there's a place known as the Rooster, the Red Rooster. I still haven't had it. And uh, the Red Rooster, pound for pound, that's the best burger I've ever had in my life. But you got to really, you know, you got to bring a bib because it'll drip on you. What's just tell them really quick what's on it because I still haven't had one so it's just like remind me it's just huge it's a huge burger <laughs> it's like a half pound burger see I would only want like a quarter of it it's then. like a monster burger it's literally a half pound literally patty. a half pound patty gross and it's like but it's the grill they cook it on it's this oh, ancient yeah, grill so right. anytime there's an ancient grill with these old uh, you know the old grill marks and they don't they don't really clean it so it has like the just seasoning right. from decades and decades of burger manifestation. Um, and they put a little cheese on it. They put grilled onions on it. And they put sautéed poblano oh, that's peppers. that's right. Interesting. Which aren't hot. Pickles or no? No. And the, Well, they have condiments. You can put hot peppers. You can put pickles. You can put, So you can customize yeah, it and then how you, you want You it. can put your own like mayo, mustard, ketchup. If you want to do, you know, they have that option. But the way it's served is just the bun big ass burger yeah cheese and onions and these weird kind of peppers that would have turned me off had i not ate it without knowing that it was on it is it hot spicy no not spicy more sweet yeah yeah, yeah. more sweet just okay. there for like the texture and they're i mean yeah All it's right. great it's like a divey bar it's a great establishment yeah go for lunch i'd love to know something from you I'm okay. just really excited to ask these questions, to be honest. Oh, my God. What is something that you remember from your childhood that your mom or dad made that you feel like you could never forget or that you think about sometimes? Aglio that my dad makes. Oh, my God. Pasta aglio It's like got three ingredients, just thin pasta. Angel hair or? You don't. You want the thin spaghetti. Okay. Angel hair is even too thin. Got but it. you don't want the thick spaghetti. You want the, th- it's called the thin spaghetti. Okay. So you cook up the thin spaghetti. And then my dad would saute the cooked spaghetti in a pan with olive oil, butter, garlic, and like red chili flakes and either spinach or, uh, you know, parsley or something like that would usually make its way in. Yeah. And then you top it with a mountain of Parmesan. Yeah. And that's it. I was a really picky eater. And that was like kind of groundbreaking to like try other flavors and stuff. Like get the spinach in there, get the parsley in there, right. the garlic and stuff. It was something I could eat a limitless amount of it, you know? So good. That was the specialty. I've tried to recreate it. I've you su- have. I've succeeded yeah. and I've failed. I'm still It's different every time. Trying to figure out my way through yeah. through an old recipe that seems simple, but it's really just was it really that good or was it just my dad? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. It's also that feeling of when someone else makes you something. Totally. You automatically are kind of more susceptible to liking it, it as if you made it yourself. Kind of like if I look at my own 
photography i like like it less than somebody else's same thing sure so that sounds bomb you've made it very very good for me here's a question and we had it in italy and it was totally different too well the one that we had in italy had like fish in it that was so, so good. yeah it was super bomb super okay good. what was your question how do you take your eggs mm, always they always ask you <laughs> when you hey so here you buy this you get this breakfast meal how would you like your eggs cooked how would you like it's the only thing except for maybe a steak or a burger where they ask you how would you like it cooked well medium rare whatever medium rare, yeah. how would you like your eggs cooked and they don't have well done rare for the eggs it's like over medium over easy sunny side up poached they got some weird like, yeah. you know what i mean you got it and they're radically different scrambled versus poached versus over medium they're radically different you want that runny yolk do you want it all just fluffy cloud-like you know omelet eggs are very uh what's the word temperamental sure but they're very universal and they can be all kinds of different things. You can do a million things with eggs. Who figured that out? Oh, man, I don't know. Someone smarter than us. That's for sure. For sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I like them over medium. That's how I like them. Is eggs. that how we make them at home? Yes. Guys, I still don't know what they all mean. I just know that I like a really good runny, but not super, super runny. And you actually have taught me the best way to guarantee the perfect runny egg Thank at you. home. Thank you. And I feel like I've mastered it. I only learned it, but a few years ago. Yeah. A few years ago. Before then, what I would do, if I'm frying up eggs, is got them in the pan, and I'm going to flip them. Yeah, I used to do that too. I'm going to have the egg in the pan, and I'm going to flip it. Makes it look uglier than hell. And also, <laughs> you might break the yolk. Yeah. you got all kinds of problems. There's you, lots of anxiety. You're, you're on a collision course with a destiny with which you can't foresee yeah so there you go now what what i like to do is actually you got to steam the top yeah. steam the top of the egg that's the, that's the real trick so you got to put it in the pan you you start cooking it doing its thing cover it no water well you, you cover it i've done it with and without a little bit of water I like and, it with I, and water. I mean like a thimble a thimble full of water yeah like not even a tablespoon of water just like a little, I'll splash a couple drops of water in my hand. In the pan. In the pan. And then cover it when the yolk becomes, you can see the color change. Yeah. You can see it becomes less translucent and more from from like it's an like orange to like a light pink. Yeah. It looks very beautiful. The water goes away. You know it's done. Once it's fully pink, I turn the heat off. I leave it on there for just a hair longer. Let it kind of figure itself out, and that's it. Now you get yeah. that you get that good runny yolk. You can you can go a long way with a good runny yolk. I'll tell you. Yeah, perfect every time. Pretty much every time. It's never failed me. Nope. That method is. I also will say that for that method, it's really convenient to have a clear top to your pan. So like the lid of your frying pan is clear, see through. Which not everybody has. So if you'd like to try this method, uh, write in. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> I love a good fried egg on things that aren't breakfast related. Yep. Like love that's where I'm that. at. I, I don't even think I eat eggs in the morning. I can't remember the last time I ate an egg in the morning. But I've had eggs on top of like fried rice. Yeah. The last or... time you made us like noodles with vegetables, you're like, hey, do you want a fried egg? And I was like, oh, God. 
God, yeah. Just throw a fried egg on top of damn near anything, and I think it elevates it. Put an egg on it. (laughs) Get it on there. I have to shout out my mom and dad for their uh, their dinners. It is so comforting, especially like just the traditional Thanksgiving makes me so happy. You know that feeling of just like it's an event it's coming you know it's a it's an event it's crazy it it goes beyond the paradigm like breakfast lunch and dinner feel normal yeah but thanksgiving dinner is like an event my mom does thanksgiving so well i feel like i have a lot to catch up to (laughs) i don't think i've had a like hosting thanksgiving one day so many great thanksgivings and christmas dinners what is your let's say a best memory or favorite place to get dinner lately favorite memory favorite dish i know there's a few let's just start with the first thing that comes to your mind the number one food dish that i am in love with is something i can't make something i cannot make and that might assist in the allure of Ooh. why I am so infatuated with and will have copious amounts of soup dumplings. Yep. So soup dumplings. I'd eat those for breakfast. Yep. I'd eat them for lunch. I'd eat them for dinner. I would eat them at any uh, point. As long as they're not cold. I feel like it, they don't... Tra- yeah. It feels like a perfect food that would not translate well if it was cold. But gosh, they're so just... They're just so good. Yeah. You know, there's just something really great about them. We've been to multiple locations that, that serve them here in North County and beyond. And God, I love a good soup Our dumpling. favorite soup dumpling place is called Dumpling Inn in the Shanghai Saloon in San Diego on Convoy Street. It is so good. It's worth going down there for. And if you live down there, I'm jealous. <laughs> Yeah, this is this this episode's basically just turned into a commercial for the places we like to eat. Yeah. I think as this as we've been recording, it's like I, I think we're getting hungrier. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting a real appetite. We have a good dinner planned out though. Now we've been talking about breakfast, we've talking about lunch, talking about dinner, talked about places we like to go, talked about food we like to eat, food we don't like to eat. What are we having tonight? Well, what's for what's for dinner tonight? Oh yeah. Taco bowl. <laughs> Taco bowls. Taco bowls? Explain. Okay, so ground beef seasoned well, maybe with some taco seasoning. That's a quick way to get at it. You can make your own whatever. If you go down that route, cool. No judgment here. We got some mix to throw in with our beef. So that plus a sweet onion sauteed up, maybe with some garlic. And we have mini sweet bell peppers to put in there. And maybe like a black bean in a corn situation with some rice that we make with salsa. Sounds good to me. Salsa rice. I would eat that right now. Yep. Maybe you'll pick up some cilantro after this. Ooh, some cilantro. Please. Cilantro is a powerful, powerful tool right there. Sour cream. Very aromatic. Salsa verde. Sounds good. Yeah. Jeez, that just, that just escalated rather We quickly. actually have two jars of salsa verde from trader joe's yeah we end up buying jars of salsa every time we go Mm -hmm. uh, even though we don't end up using them 
so they don't uh, go bad. So we have a pantry full of random jars of sauces. We do. Just in the random case we might need one of those sauces we got we got ourselves covered. Well, I will say that having salsa is super convenient because you can throw it in with frozen chicken into the crock pot and then you wait eight hours and then you have this like nice pulled chicken such yeah. good that was a good chicken. life hack that was yeah. a good life hack i spent all of my 20s wondering how do you make pulled chicken at home easy hmm. and i found out you just use a crock pot and a jar of salsa thank you mom yeah easy yeah very easy that or doing our tortilla soup pack where it's super easy that's an easy dinner we like to do which is just one can of salsa from trader joe's or wherever can of corn can of black beans chicken of your choice chicken stock or veggie stock and you have a soup let me ask you this yeah Here's something that's been on my mind, and I know we've been more conscious of it in the past few years than ever before, is incorporating a lot of vegetarian and vegan ideals into the diet, whereas maybe we would have reached more for the ground beef or the steak or the chicken. Now we're reaching more for, you know, a lot more beans and legumes and uh, dare I say tofu. Definitely can't have meat every day, and I don't. There but has to be days where what I'm don't. what I'm asking is, how do you feel about that transition? Do you feel like you're in a good place now with the balance of yeah. it, or do you feel like you're you're still trying to move the needle closer and closer to being more and more vegetarian? I'd like it to be more. Yeah. Yeah, because whenever I go on trips with Mackenzie, she's vegetarian, pescatarian, and we kind of share dishes, and I kind of just like follow her lead, and I end up feeling. I don't know if it's a if it's a mental thing, but definitely a shift like for the week. And I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. No, there's it's there's so many alternatives to meat that are that'll blow your mind. Mm -hmm. You just have to prepare it the right way and have an open mind to it. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that are closed off and just won't eat vegetables and they're stuck eating a bunch of meat, especially red meat. Because it's something they've been eating like forever, like steak and stuff yeah. like that. They just eat steak and have eaten steak we, for years and years and years. We rarely eat red meat. You can't do it forever. Yeah. You know, um, I had a buddy of mine recently he had some health issues and it's primarily due to his diet. Yeah. You know, and these are some severe issues. Uh, and it and it's kind of all he could do is just eat something else. Yeah. Eat something else. Put something else in your body. And you're gonna, and then boom, your you habits, know, everything kind of improves. So yeah. there's something to it. Uh, you know, obviously, the, you still just need all the protein. You need to get that good stuff in your body. Yeah. Ooh, I have a fun question for you. What are your favorite snacks? I know that we're talking about the meals, but if you had to choose, like, whatever fun, crunchy snack or sweet snack to have, like, late night or in between meals, or before your first meal and last meal of the day (laughs) that's such a good question because especially for me right now because i'm not a snack head at this point in my life whereas there was a time where i was a full-on snack fiend oh i every time i'd go grocery shopping i'm buying a big bag of chips buying like peanut butter filled pretzels 
I'm getting granola bars. I'm getting uh, anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting a bunch of stuff. Uh, Trail mix, I think. Oh, yeah. To bridge the gap, trail mix now is probably that snack. You know, raisins, dried fruit, some kind of nuts. But even now... I'm not a snacker. I don't I don't really get down on Yeah, we haven't snacking. really had snacks in 2019 it's, like we used to. See, everyone's got different habits, different processes, how they look at food, different relationships with food. Everyone, Everyone's unique and special, right? Yeah. Like my way of looking at food is if I have it in my house, I'm going to eat it. So if I don't have it in my house, I don't eat it and I don't get hungry for it. And that's just the way it is. But if I if it's in my house, then it is... It's on death row. That food is yeah. destined for my stomach. That is like me with the soft and juicy mango from Trader Joe's. Yeah, so you get some, well, you know, I some dried fruit. Well, no, it's not good for you. There's so much sugar in it. Like I would get a trail mix. Yeah. And I would dominate that trail mix oh, in yeah. a day or Easy. two. Especially if you're eating it with me, I can trust you're going to eat all the M&Ms out of it first. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so if it's got any sweet in it. You, you're going to take care of that. Yep. I'm going to eat all the cashews, all the almonds, all the pecans, mm-hmm. and it's done. It's a whole, like a giant sack. I would I would take care a of that in, in very short work. <laughs> yeah. And now I just, uh, yeah, I don't do that. Mm. Meal prepping. We always talk about Shout it. out to the meal preppers out there yeah. because you're you're doing a really great job. And yeah. we I see you, you know, I, I hear you. I see you. I know it's not easy. You got yeah. work in the morning. And you're making food that you're not going to eat right now, so you can put it in a Tupperware and, you know, feel organized for your. I'm jealous. Life. I'm very jealous. Yeah, we're just jealous. Yeah, we're just kind of so, jealous. You know. You know. We have the willpower that la- we have great willpower for approximately ten days. Yeah, stay tuned for all about jealousy, where we'll continue to talk about you. All about willpower <laughs> and all about jealousy and all about <laughs> all about <laughs> other people meal prepping. All about not following through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all about not following through. That's that's the huge one. Yeah. Anyone can do anything for about 10 days. Yeah. You can do anything. You could be a professional surfer for 10 days if you wanted to. But you can't sustain it unless you're really investing into it. Yeah. Unless like you're trying to change your mind. And food is a powerful thing. It's tied to our emotions. It's tied to our lives. God, props to my mom for making lunches every night she oh, and props to work. props to your mom and all the moms out there that God. that ha, that are cooking a meal for their family tonight tomorrow yeah. night you know thursday night friday night next week next month year after that years and years down the line yeah just grinding out food for their family like it's no big deal bravo when it's like it is a big deal yeah it take it's like work you gotta go shopping you gotta put it in the cart gotta take it home it's a pain in the ass it's a pain in the ass go go cook your own meal you idiot wait who i don't know i think i'm <laughs> just talking to myself yeah <laughs> but i just i got so much love and respect for people that take care of yeah. others and i i don't know shout out to the moms yeah moms take care of people that's breakfast lunch and dinner that's Aww. all three of them all three of them all about it how about that? Yeah. You know, feel pretty good about it. Want to let you guys know out there at the All About It Instagram, we're always accessible. We're all always. about we're all about your your what's what do you do? Are you a meal prepper? Help us. If you got some advice, yeah. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. You we know, need your advice. <laughs> we need your guidance sometimes. So we got the All About It podcast at gmail.com. It's a great place. It's not, it's not really a place. It's an email address. 
so you don't actually you don't we're go there, there so but you can send you can send us something maybe uh maybe maybe you got a story you got something you got going on and it's uh, food related or not or not yeah hook it up we're on the instagrams we got the gmail what else if you would like to and if you might feel so inclined a rating or a review on itunes would be appreciated yeah as always all about it go eat something we're gonna keep we're gonna keep on moving we're gonna go and try and meal prep ourselves into oblivion i hope so so wish us luck (laughs) okay we appreciate you (laughs) we'll see you next time see you next week guys bye